as some like to say in other countries. Um, but chips can be quite universal. Maybe a chip off the old block uh, that some people like to say as a, it can be an idiom, I think. I think that's an idiom, chip off the old block. Okay, uh, yes, I'm hi, back. you done? Are you back here? <laughs> yeah, what yeah. we do here is go back, 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 back. Another episode of the Bros and Brews podcast. We're here today recording on September the 30th, the last day of September. We're currently recording at 4pm in the afternoon and today we are bringing you Weekly Brew 13. Now today is going to be a little different, obviously in the title of the show it is the Weekly Brew, but however today we will we will not be having a brew, we will not be performing brewlet uh, this week. As we've said in the past, other episodes, if we don't feel like drinking, we're not going to drink. Uh, and today, uh, i got to say, neither of us are, but uh, James did get in contact with me and says, I, I don't want to drink, and I was like, that's absolutely fine, and and that's what we always say, but when it comes to alcohol and drinking, is uh, drink responsibly, and if you don't feel like it, don't force it, so today we will be skipping that part of the show, and keeping the suspense of us still trying to get that sacred beer in another episode, um, but yeah, uh, it's, it is one of those days for both of us, so I guess the first question uh, to start us off, James, how are you? Oh, thank you for that, my friend. Uh, lovely intro. Yeah, no beers this week. Uh, I, I'm guilty of, of a bit of a, a tired, grumpy Thursday. And that's probably <laughs> me this week as a whole. Uh, I'm choosing to have a nice, uh, cool glass of... God, just choke on a grain of rice. <laughs> you probably know why. It's just been an afternoon. Cheers to your water. Cheers. I've also uh, got a water as well. This is my second glass of water because, as I just said to Matt before, the first glass I just spilt all over my phone before <laughs> the day continues. And uh. so the, the rice, the raw grain of rice that I was just choking on before is part of the great bowl that I have in front of me that my phone is submerged in. <laughs> um, and I can't help but eat some rice because, you know, snackish. Uh, yeah. How am I generally... Yeah. What a mess. <laughs> uh, no, to be honest, I, I think the thing that's really got me, man, is daylight saving. Oh, I totally agree, man. And I can't ever remember in the past being as as, as affected by daylight saving as I have mm. in the last week. Mm. I don't know if it's, you know, last week uh, we mentioned, I mentioned on the show that it was Fran's birthday and that she was going to have a, a party on the Friday, uh, which uh, I didn't go to, as, didn't go. as I'd said. Um, it went down like a house on fire, as far as I'm aware. Uh, I can only speak to the photos and videos and the stories told. Um, so it was a pretty busy weekend, and then I think Sunday was just one of those days where I really could have used a normal quiet day, and the mm. whole body clock change thing happened. I'll throw her under the bus a little bit. I'm sure that Fran said to me halfway through Sunday the kind of the wrong indication of the clocks, and so I ate at the wrong time and that kind of has thrown off my uh sort of food meal times clock yeah so yeah i've been really playing catch up this week uh didn't work today which is nice as i don't normally on thursday but yeah i've really just been playing catch up and some other stuff that's that's been going on on this week has sort of caught up with me i guess i'll just lay them all out on the table um yeah some of the 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 bigger things this week is is kind of getting to deadline time for a couple of creative projects. Have a, a project that we're submitting for a Creative New Zealand Arts grant, which if you don't know what uh, that is, um, basically Creative New Zealand is the, the publicly funded uh, sort of creative organisation in New Zealand that you can do applications for to get funding for your creative projects. Uh, and six, I think it's six times a year, maybe it's eight times a year, uh, they have a, a deadline for submission for arts grant funding, which is sort of the general pool. If, if you have a project and you can ask for up to $75,000 for it, uh, you're judged based on the quality of your application uh, by sort of independent reviewers. And if you are fortunate enough to kind of be in a certain top threshold of that uh, group, then you end up getting the funding that you asked for. 
So I have uh, a project that we are applying for funding for in a couple of days. So Monday is the deadline day. So it's kind of getting all that close to that, which will be nice. I think once it's in, kind of the relief will be will be there. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's one thing. Uh, another creative thing that I'm working on uh, at the moment, which I, I, I won't talk about because we're keeping it a little bit under wraps. Matt Ooh. can know. Uh, he already knows. Uh, but we, oh. we kind of figured out where we were going to do this creative project we finally mm-hmm. sort of found a location to do it and so that's been signed off on so now we can kind of get the wheels rolling so yeah after the last few weeks where things have sort of slowed down that was really nice um but honestly the biggest thing for me this week and it definitely will have contributed to my sort of mental state is having to deal with ird and acc oh. so this is the first year in new zealand where i've had to fill out a tax return as a self-employed worker, um, have done it in the UK the last, the previous year. Uh, but yeah, so for the last financial year, I won't go too into depth, but basically had to do it. It's pretty complicated when you are an employee in one job and self-employed in another job. Uh, don't even get me started on scheduler payments as a contractor. So it was my first time going through that and put the submission in and, uh, they say sort of the processing times up to 10 weeks. It got to 10 weeks on Monday after having sort of not been able to get on the phone with someone for weeks and weeks and having slow message times. I finally decided to like give it another crack and got on the phone. Uh, and that came on sort of the day after I'd got a letter from ACC saying that I owed them $660 for like payments for last year. And I don't even know if you're allowed to talk about this. I won't say any more, but basically I managed to figure out why ACC thought I owed the money and I didn't. Mm. And so that's been wiped. And thankfully, as of today, finally my tax income, which, uh, you know, is three figures. I won't go into the specific number, enough money to be meaningful to me at this stage of life mm. to finally come into my bank account. Uh, and being an expensive time of year, my sister's birthday's in October, my mum's birthday's in November, you know, we've got summer and festivals and things potentially coming up, you know, it's an expensive time of year. So that day where I was like, why have I not got my tax return? And also supposedly I owe this $700 was a real like financial burden on me. So I've at least come out the other side. Um, that's been my week. I'm a little bit cranky. I'm a little bit grumpy. I'm ready to go to bed already. (laughs) <laughs> but I am happy to be here with you to unburden myself and to have some chat about other things. Uh, yeah. And that's that, that I guess, is, is a short summary. How about you, my friend? Yeah, oy vey. That is a week. Uh, yeah, look, my week is uh, very different. Uh, up here in Auckland, we are still in level three. So, um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm really endeavouring not to go outside much because... You know, all of these little cases keep popping up. Not that they're not expected and stuff, but, you know, definitely aware. Yesterday, all of a sudden, there was 45 cases in one day, but they said that that was all expected kind of thing. So, you know, a few of us all went, what the frick is going on? And, you know, whether we actually will get into level two next week. And, yeah, just, uh, you know, that's always at the back of the mind, obviously. It is is what we're currently living in in COVID city up here. Um but my week has been pretty fulfilling, to be honest. Um, uh, Morgan went back to her flat when we went into level three. So I extended my bubble to mum, uh, my mama. And yeah, she's been over a few times this week and we've just been chilling. And, you know, because that's what we really love doing is really just being in each other's presence and just doing nothing. Um, and during lockdown, she said that she got really bored. So she brought some furniture uh, for the apartment um, so she came around the first time and she had, uh, a big, big box that makes a chair, like a, a set of drawers, uh, and then another little bedside table, bedside unit. Um, and she was like, here, have these, um, and you know, little projects for you to do. And basically I built them pretty quick within the first few days and my apartment's looking pretty cool now. Like I've switched it up and it's, you know, feeling a little bit more like mine, which is really nice. Um, and yeah, this week as well has been busy for work. Um, as always, can't really go into too much details with it and stuff, but I've had in the past two weeks, at least I've had four different auditions. Um, and, and this week itself, I've had three different auditions. So they've really all come in at the same time. And yeah, I, I gotta say, even though they're self tapes and things like that, I'm, I'm pretty exhausted. 
Um, it does take a lot of energy to get them done and you know you got to learn the lines pretty quickly and the turnover and, and all of that kind of stuff so um, but it has been really good you know I, for for all of the weeks during level four I was really concerned about when I'll be seeing work again in, in the sense of that um, but to get four in a very short amount of time is uh, very hopeful and very good um, so you know hopefully I might see one of those four come out and return good but that's the that's the nature of the beast. It's the of the the game we play. We you know I may not get any of them, and that's absolutely fine. So uh, it's all experience, and you know it is all work at the end of the day. So it is good to have that stuff coming in. Um, and yeah, it's really just waiting for level two. Um, I haven't heard anything from from my other job. I have no idea what's happening in that realm and world of things. Um, so. Yeah, I'm in this weird kind of like, like I'm doing things, but I still feel like I'm in limbo, obviously, as most of Auckland is still in limbo. Um, so it is a really weird feeling, but spirits spirits are, are, are high, but energy is, is low today, uh, today at least. Um, but I gotta say, I'm enjoying this uh, this water. Uh, <laughs> the water is nice. Mm, the water's good. H two O. I like the the spirits high, but energy low. That's a really nice nice outlook to have yeah. on things. Yeah. Separating those those two. I know they're not chakra. Don't call me out on that. I can't <laughs> think of a better word. But like those two spaces of your being. Yeah. Um, I read something just before that. I hadn't really considered the fact that Auckland could go to two, but they kind of keep the boundary in place. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, that was sort of the the first time I'd considered that process. Yeah, same. That'd be, that'd be nice if you could uh, figure things out. And hey, look, we le- we like to let you in on our social plans. I did message Matt the other day about the prospect of <laughs> being in uh, Auckland for New Year's, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't forgotten that I have flight credit for the trip that never happened. So True. You know, I'm, I'm obviously invested in the travel boundary, but if I had to give up the travel boundary and, and let you be able to roam free in, in level two, that would, that would be enough. Um, have you, have you had any further fast food takeaway experiences since we last spoke? Oh yeah. Yeah. Me, uh, me and mum got our favorite, uh, katsu mum burger. Uh, which yeah, I think I did send a photo to you, or I think I put it on Instagram actually. And yeah, it's basically burgers, uh, dumplings, and karage chicken. It was so good. It was too good. Uh, it, it was too good actually. Mum was like, I can't eat anymore. Uh, so I had to eat it all, which was fine. <laughs> oh no! <you laughs> no, I know, right? I know. So disappointing. Um, and look, I got to say as well, the other day, uh, a big day of filming things. It was actually a really big self tape, um, and I really couldn't be bothered cooking. Um, so I just did a. Uh, I just. I. I. I'm not even kidding. I was on Uber Eats for a good forty five minutes, just trying to figure out what I wanted to eat. I ended up just getting Maccas again. Uh, really bad. Really simple. But I. I. I just. I couldn't think of anything. I didn't know what I felt like. Because I'm like you, man. I, the um, daylight savings has really put. Uh, I mean, my sleep schedule is already messed up as it is. So daylight savings hasn't helped that. Um, but also eating as well. Uh, I got really accustomed to when it gets about six o'clock. It gets starts getting dark outside, and that's when I start cooking dinner. Yep. But then all of a sudden it's like six, six thirty, seven o'clock, and I'm like, I'm still not hungry. Yeah. So I haven't, I haven't been starting dinners until seven thirty eight, uh, which isn't good. Um, so yeah, I just need a, I just need to get used to the fact of like cooking a big meal while it's uh, <laughs> there's still quite a bit of light out at the moment. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard how that sunlight thing then impacts know when you want to eat i think what happened on the sunday was i thought i was eating early and then i realized i'd I'd eaten late and then actually no i had eaten early and it's just completely (laughs) completely thrown me for a loop so i'm sure our bodies will settle in but Mm. yeah i mean look i've had at least four grains of raw rice since you started talking so clearly (laughs) i'm hungry um I do have a question for you though this week. Yes. Yes. Uh, in fact, I have more than one question for you this week. Ooh. I thought I'd do something completely different and because my brain is so scrambled this week, I thought maybe I'll just ask you a bunch of 
small questions. Uh, just a sort of, uh, here are eight questions for you to get to know Matt slightly better. Um, I don't think I know the answers to any of them. Some of them we've probably discussed on the show before and, and sort of the general themes or ideas, but mm-hmm. maybe not the specific questions. And I just thought I'd give you one of those sort of magazine, like, do you this or that? Or do uh, you this or that? <laughs> yeah. um, to get away from any of the big philosophical things, I thought we'd just do a sort of a quick, where do you stand on a few different things? Uh, and I think there are eight and they're all completely unrelated. Wow. Nice. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll just dive, I'm we'll scared, go, but really. We'll dive in. I don't know. Maybe some of them may end up being a nine minute conversation. They might. I do not recall. <laughs> so the first question I have for you is which way round do you uh, like your toilet paper rolls? With the paper coming over the top and down, or what I would call on the back and you're kind of pulling it up from the bottom? Yeah, no, none of that. Uh, from the top down. So it's coming It's coming over the front. Uh, I saw a really good meme the other day. Uh, beards, not mullets. Yep. Yeah, so coming out the front, not out the back. We don't like mullets, but we like beards. Yeah, cool. It's, uh, yeah. I like that. I like that. I'm with you. Uh, the traditional form of toilet paper. Every so often you meet someone who's really firmly the other way. And just think, <laughs> you know, do I need to be friends with you still? Um, yeah. <laughs> what was interesting the other day was I was in a, a public space. I won't say where. It could have been a restaurant or a cafe or, you know, a toilet that was not mm-hmm. my own. And, yep. you know, apologies if this is slightly too, I don't know, maybe there are sensitive listeners, but it was a public space bathroom. I saw that the toilet roll was the way I don't like. And I stopped and thought to myself, like, Am I invested enough to switch this around or is that really weird? Because I'm not doing it, you know, once I leave, I'm probably unlikely to use any more of this toilet roll. I'm then changing it for other people and that's slightly different than for myself. And I didn't, I didn't change it. You didn't? Okay. Um, But it, 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 uh, you know, I had to apply some self-restraint. Excellent. I'm giving you a tick for that answer. Not that I'm saying these right or wrongs, but you're right there. Um, Second question is when you brush your teeth, mm-hmm. part, part A, do you use a manual toothbrush or an electric toothbrush? Uh, manual toothbrush. Manual. Interesting. Yeah. Have yeah, you been I've, tempted electronically or are yeah, you... Yeah, I've had electronics in the past, um, but I, I don't know, just too clunky. I, I'd rather just put my toothbrush in a, in a cup uh, when it's done and, and not have to charge it or anything like that. Uh, there's a lot of power in my arms and wrists as it is, so that'll 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 do it. Moving along. No, I'm not moving along because I want to ask you more. I agree with that. I manual toothbrush for a long time. For a few years, dentist was like, do electronic. I agree with you. The clunkiness is annoying. They're very mm. prone to falling over. The charge yeah. is annoying. Yeah. And definitely, you can't just use them as a manual toothbrush. Like, that, it no. doesn't work no. that way. No, exactly. Um, that being said, having... Whenever I last traveled or whenever I last, you know, took maybe a, a manual toothbrush with me, I really noticed the the difference of, of the cleanliness feel. So uh, ah. I, I can see the pros pros and the cons. Interesting okay. that you've gone electronic and come come back. Yeah. Um, and then my second question to you is when you, the, tooth, the teeth brushing process, do you put the toothpaste on the brush and then run water over the top or do you run water over the bristles then put toothpaste on? Oh, I do. Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. I do both. What? So, so I will I will run I will run my toothbrush under the tap just really quickly. I will then put toothpaste on and then I just do a quick little blob underneath the water again. And then, oh, okay. That makes sense. That make sense. I thought you were saying sometimes you did it one way and sometimes the other. That would oh, make no. any sense. Yeah, no, no. But, but if you're doing a toothpaste water sandwich, that uh, yeah. that I can get behind. Yeah, that's exactly I, what I do. I've always just done dry bristles, tooth toothpaste, water. But Fran uh-huh. does it the other way around. And I always thought that that was a little bit weird. But uh, I do maybe both. I'm in the minority. <laughs> maybe my dry bristles are uh, bristles that should be not not so dry. <laughs> Yeah, I d- yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah, I don't know. I don't know where that came about. But but for me I always think 
I run my toothbrush underneath the water first just to potentially get rid of the last brush. Not that it's, I guess, dirty, dirty, because I wash it after I brush my teeth. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's a good way of putting it. A water toothbrush, toothpaste sandwich. Mm, love it, love it. Right, we've got to move on. Uh, <laughs> next question for you is, do you have a dominant uh, sleeping position in terms of your body orientation? Uh, and does it sort of ch- like change? I guess, so for me, I will be on my back and then I sleep on the right side of the bed. So I'll probably turn onto my right hand side. And that is, that is the position that I'll be in when I'm ready for sleep. Most of the time, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I, uh, I sleep on the left side of the bed, um, and I can only fall asleep on my left side of the body. It's really weird. Before I go to sleep, I like to lie on my right side and I get comfortable. I'm like, yeah, this is comfortable. And I close my eyes and I kind of lie there for a few minutes and I realize I'm not sleeping, but I want to stay here, but I'm not sleeping. And then I have to turn over to my left side of my body and then I fall asleep. Because it's not just about orientation, eh? It's uh, Is more of the bed at your back or is more of the bed at your at your front yeah but that's just it uh, for some reason i have to sleep yeah with i'm like i sleep on the edge of the bed like i'm sleeping on the face of a cliff i don't know that's how i fall asleep it's really weird i'm i'm the same but just but on the right the side other side and yeah. i think in other flats and other houses i've swapped you know i haven't slept on that side my whole life i think it's changed yeah. based on where the uh, bed is in relation to the wall and how big the bed is, all that yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah, so true. Yeah, I've I've been on the right side before as well in previous houses. Nice, nice, love it. Moving on again. Uh, I don't know that much about your peanut butter consumption, but are you a crunchy peanut butter eater or a smooth peanut butter eater? Yeah, no crunchy in my household, sorry. Uh, really? Yeah, smooth? Yeah, smooth, man. I've always been smooth. Always, growing up everything i've always been smooth peanut butter um and that's because i just don't uh, growing up and now i don't actually eat a lot of uh nuts in general i'm not a big nut consumer um so yeah i've never kind of became i've never come accustomed to peanuts um like even when it comes to like uh m&m peanuts i still don't really like them um but for some reason when it comes to peanut butter smooth yummy mm Interesting. See, because I think the peanut butter landscape has changed. It used to be, you know, basically just sanitarium, right? Or like those kinds of brands and smooth yep. and crunchy are very different. Whereas now your fixin' and fogs, your picks, yeah. they're smooth. I think texturally will be a lot closer to what a crunchy is just yeah, without I guess chunks. So. Yeah. Um, but I've swayed massively on peanut butter because in the past I was all smooth and then I went crunchy for a long time. Then I went kind of quite fancy for a while and now i've mm-hmm. come back down the other side and i just smash big whatever like kg or the biggest size pam's peanut butter you can get and i actually don't care yeah i've no, just yeah, gotten over yeah. it i just i i eat a lot of peanut butter so maybe that's yeah. it that yeah because i eat it a lot i'm actually less picky um that makes sense i'm on the fix and fog myself oh so smooth but fancy yeah smooth but everyone. fancy Yes. Um, and then a similar sort of a question. Uh, if you have to go sweet on a bit of toast, honey, jam, or chocolate-based spread? Oh, if I have to go sweet, it'd be a jam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be a jam of some sort. Um, I've, I have come to like honey a lot more, um, but I can't say that would be like a thing for me on toast. Um and I've never liked Nutella or anything like that. I've, I've never really liked chocolate-based spreads. Um, so, yeah, it would definitely be a jam of some sort. Nice, nice. Yeah. Again, uh, I asked this from some sort of personal uh, events and that we've never, ever had jam. You know, Fran and I very rarely have ever bought jam. And then recently, mm-hmm. the other day, I was in the supermarket. I was like, you know, I'll buy a jam. And went for sort of a strawberry. Because nice. I was facing yep. the, the many varied selections of jams. <laughs> and I would sort of put strawberry, raspberry. Uh, I would, you know, I'd even put plum up there. And along with uh, apricot as kind of 
the classic four. Maybe yeah. boysenberry, but I don't know if boysenberry is all year round. Or maybe I just say like dark berry. And I just went strawberry, and I haven't regretted it. Yeah, I've nice. Enjoying. I've yeah, strawberry, strawberry, strawberry raspberry would be my go-to for jam. Yeah. Nice, nice. Um, on to the next one. Uh, <laughs> I'm loving this, by the way, i got to say. Just, uh, oh, great, great. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, it's all scrambled upstairs, so might as well just give you Keep many it light and wholesome. things. Um, I think we've talked about this before mm-hmm. in terms of fruit consumption, maybe. But if, you, if you're going to eat an apple, are you going to eat it whole or are you going to chop it up? Eat it whole. Eat whole. Interesting. Yep. Same with kiwi fruit. Well, that's a whole different kettle of fish. That's it. I'm I the know. same. Yeah. I, I, Morgan was here and she brought some kiwi fruit uh, and she started, you know, cutting it up and taking the rind off and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, no. I literally went to her plate and started eating the skin of the kiwi fruit because I was like, this is such a waste. And then I asked her if I could have a kiwi fruit. She's like, yeah, of course. I just grabbed it and just demolished the whole thing. Um, yeah. I, no, I don't cut up apples. Uh, I'll eat. I'll eat those things. Do do me a favor and sometime in the future, cut yourself up an apple and just see if the experience changes. Because I always find I get so full after I've eaten a chopped up apple. Because you you obviously eat pretty much. You feel like you're. Kinda... By the time you get to the end of it, you're like that's a lot of that's a lot of <laughs> apple. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, you know the the straight out of the hand is the traditional method, so I can't fault it. Um, and my final question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's completely unrelated again. Are you a uh, window preference or aisle preference when it comes to flying on a plane? Oh, window all day, every day. Yeah, I yeah I um I <laughs> I know my mum for a fact when she travels, she will select her seat. Uh, yeah, I know, I know, she's bougie like that. But it used to be it, free. It, it, it used yeah, to be free. It, it did true. Um, a good bougie, but her her hack is paying a little bit extra to get the exit, uh, the emergency exit seats at a window because you get more legroom and you have a window. Yeah, but the responsibility. Has... Yeah, but how how you still do you you know the stats for flying and the dangers of flying is less than driving a car. Yeah, I know, but I I just don't think I'd have. I think the if extra, that day came. <laughs> the extra relaxation space provided by the leg room is offset by the fact that an exit <laughs> or whatever is written is, is yeah. there beside me. Yeah, um, okay, I understand. Does it, let me ask a question. Does it change if it's a long-haul flight? Because for me, I think most people, uh, window seat you. people, I'm yeah. more often than not, you know, if I had to choose, nowadays you don't, I prefer an aisle because I prefer... Um, the arm guess, out a little bit more. Yeah, the, the I just I feels a bit more open. Yeah, I get and you. I would probably rather someone ask me to get up, and mm. I was like, yeah, cool, unbuckle quick, go into the aisle and come back. Then having to sit there, and maybe you need to use the bathroom. You're like, damn, I have to clamber over people. And this is particularly obviously in a long haul flight situation where yeah, being squashed in the corner is just a whole thing that I don't really want to have to deal with. See, I, I, see, for me personally with a long-haul flight, I'd rather be at the window because I remember when we, uh, when I went to London, when we went from Hong Kong to London, being able to look out the window uh, and just like see things I hadn't seen before was really cool, even though it was so high, but you could still make out landscape and stuff. And then coming back, uh, we flew at nighttime from London to Hong Kong. Um, and you could see the lights uh, of the different cities of Russia, and it was beautiful. Like, it was mm. so sick. So I think long-haul flights, like that kind of thing, I would prefer a window because I can see stuff, which is I like. Cool. Well, maybe I maybe you will convince me to spend more time staring out the window of a plane. <laughs> um, hey, look, that's all we've got time for. Nice, uh, I like on it. this edition of James's Scrambled Brain Question Time Funness. <laughs> um, really enjoyed that. Good to just yeah. get some little some bits. I was bits. sort of this afternoon thinking, what are some things that I haven't haven't asked? I'm like this side or that side or this side or that side. Uh, I hope everyone's learned a little bit more about Matt. Um, I hope you've learned a little bit more about yourself along the way, Matt. 
Yeah, it's it, it's all. I find it always interesting with these multiple kind of questions because I'm like, yeah, I'm really kind of putting myself out there for people to judge me mm-hmm. uh, on my <laughs> on my things. Uh, but at the end of the day, I don't care. I am who I am. I like my things. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, to move into uh, yet another question, one for a slightly more long form answer. Uh, it's been a week. You've yep. had plenty of time inside. Mm-hmm. What have you been watching? Uh, yeah, look, my question, uh, this is kind of going to disappoint this week. Usually I'm the one that's coming with 10 different things. Um, but I got to say, I really haven't been watching a lot this week. Um, you know, I have obviously been watching Celebrity Treasure Island, uh, which has happened over the past, uh, three, three nights. Um, and I, I've been continuing uh, a few episodes of the show. I mentioned last time, Good Girls, which is on Netflix, um, but yeah, I really haven't been watching much, but one thing that I, I completely forgot to mention, uh, I'd say maybe about just over a week ago, um, was Sex Education on Netflix, season three. Um, absolutely brilliant show. If you haven't seen Sex Education, I recommend giving it a watch. It's it's brilliant. It basically follows these um, high school students in England uh, and their school just is basically just riddled with teenage angst and sexual desires and sexual problems and all of these different things. And it's really good. You know, it really just talks about, you know, sexuality and and all of these different things behind sex and and puberty and growing up and you know all of these concerns we've had uh as kids and maybe even still now um and yeah it's just i i think it's a really brilliant show it's kind of evolved through different um aspects um of that kind of spectrum and stuff throughout the different seasons and yeah season three was was really enjoyable i got very invested in certain characters and things like that and yeah i I just think it's a really brilliant show and i hope it hope it does continue I think it has been renewed for season four, actually. Um, have you watched Sex Education at all? I haven't, no. Oh, yeah, it's really good. Uh, like, I, I really recommend it for for uh, pretty much everyone. Um, but I also recommend it for the older generation as well. Uh, because it really paints a picture on, like, just kind of uh, listen to your kids kind of thing you know and communicate about that kind of stuff and and education is everything and yeah the reason the show is called sex education is because it kind of just doesn't leave any stone unturned which is is really good um you know a lot of uh a lot of sexual content obviously uh but yeah it it is a really good show I, i have very much enjoyed it so that's season three that was done uh very fast um but yeah, on my long-winded answer on, on what I've been watching this week, uh, it's actually been what have I been playing? Matthews, what have I been playing? What's new on the PS5? Uh, and this week, uh, actually last week, sorry, a new indie game uh, by Ember Lab was released on PS5 and PS4, uh, and it's called Kina, Bridge of Spirits. Um, a cheaper game compared to your big kind of, you know, you know, money-making corporations and they've just released massive games uh yeah a little bit more indie so it was a bit cheaper but it's beautiful basically yeah you follow this uh you follow this young girl called kina uh and she's basically this spirit guide and your aim is basically just to help these spirits kind of pass over and you have these little companions that help you through the game and and things and you have different abilities and and it's a very beautiful story it's very simple in the way it kind of gets you into the game there's not much background to it but throughout the game it really kind of tells you the story of what's going on and your objectives and things and it's it's visually stunning i'm i'm playing on a ps5 with a 4k tv it's a beautiful game um and yeah the designers and and animators and all of that kind of stuff have done such a good job um but yeah just in the sense of the emotion that these games can really get behind a story brilliant so yeah i haven't finished it yet i'm almost there um but for me honestly in the sense of the kind of scale of the game it is a 10 out of 10 for me it's it's beautiful and exactly the kind of game that i like to play so yeah keener bridge of spirits on ps5 ps4 love it love it um what have i been watching yeah what have Uh, you been doing i really only have one thing to talk Uh, there's other things i've been watching 
that I've brought up before, uh, but I actually finished off this thing that I was watching only a couple of hours ago because I was really keen to talk about it. Uh, and I have been starting a rewatch of the Daniel Craig Bond films oh. in anticipation of No Time to Die coming out yeah. in New Zealand October the 7th. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd been wanting to watch Casino Royale anyway, having been in a bit of a, a poker phase. Obviously, it's a film where poker plays some amount of part. Um Man, Casino Royale is just such a good film. Yeah. It's a takeaway being one of like the, it's not one of the poker films, but one of the most well-known films that contains poker. Put aside that it's a Bond film, it's actually just a really great film. Like the Mm. pacing is amazing. Visually, it's really interesting. The script is really good. Um, It was nice to watch. I haven't probably watched it in at least five years. And I was coming back in with the expectation of it's the best Daniel Craig Bond film. Uh, I know I'll enjoy it because of the, the card playing aspects, but it's it's just a really well put together film. It's like two and a half hours, so quite long. And I did watch it in two stints. Um, but yeah, it just, just reminded me how, how good Bond can be. And no wonder when that film came out, you know, the Daniel Craig, Daniel Craig new wave of Bond thing. No wonder that took off so much. And I kind of feel like they've been chasing the game since. Obviously with Cotton Solis and Skyfall, who... Uh, not who, it's not a person. Uh, Skyfall was a film that I've only seen once. I don't remember being that impressed by it. But lots of people seem to really enjoy Skyfall. Like it's in the my Reddit favorite. threads and the, the quote, you know, people like, oh... Casino, nothing's ever been as good as Casino Royale. This Skyfall was pretty good, so I'm looking forward to getting to that. Obviously, mm-hmm. with the anticipation of getting up to No Time to Die, which is the longest Craig Bond film. Uh, it's pretty highly anticipated. I actually have quite high hopes for it. Um, but I guess uh, outside of Bond, generally, I'm just really excited for a lot of the films that are coming out over the next three six months yeah Uh, it's been well spoken about on the show that i'm not a huge cinema film watcher but there are a lot of films coming out that i will go and see in the cinemas um and i've written a little list down obviously lots of these are films that were meant to come out in the last 18 months and maybe that's why it seems like there's so many big ones coming out true um no time today is coming out June comes out 22nd of October. Yes. I don't know anything about the June series other Neither. than the trailers and what a few YouTube videos I've watched. So I certainly haven't read the books, but that film just looks incredible. Yeah, I hear it's uh, amazing. Uh, yeah, all the pre-reviews have sounded amazing. Mm. Um, Last Night in Soho, I'm really excited to see that. I love Edgar Wright, Philly Thomas and McKenzie's in it. Uh, very, you know, I'm not a huge horror person. I like mm-hmm. when horrors are more down the thriller end. And yeah, it certainly seems like same. this film is. Uh, we got the first trailer for Matrix... Uh, Resurrection. Uh, Resurrection. I've written mm-hmm. Matrix Revolutions and realized that that's obviously wrong. <laughs> um, Matrix Resurrection trailer came out. We could have a whole conversation about True. that. True. Um, is it is it all meta stuff? Uh, I've been on the message boards. Uh, another film called King Richard with Will Smith playing the father of the uh, Williams, Venus and Serena. Uh, oh, te- yes. Tennis. Yeah, uh, Obviously, yeah, yeah. some of the best women tennis players ever and it's just about him and from the looks of it you know his drive to make them successful uh when they were kids that looks really great this is a film that's come out on netflix called the lost leonardo uh that i'm really interested in seeing and then finally this uh kristen stewart uh princess diana film spencer yeah, which i've watched spencer. the trailer for and there's a whole lot of hype about kristen stewart you know winning the oscar or being nominated for the oscar which you know is, is sometimes you know, a little, little too early. Like I remember when uh, Rocket Man came out, and I was like, "Taron Egerton's going to win the Oscar," and then didn't even get nominated. But yeah. uh, you know, as someone who has kind of given uh, Robert Pattinson praise in his post Twilight era, I think it's only fair that you know Kristen Stewart also have the the chance to come out from that. So Agreed. yeah, I'm just I guess starting with No Time to Die, which comes out 
basically in a week. I'm really excited for some films coming out soon. And I meant to talk about this last week. We got carried away on other stuff. And I thought, <laughs> no, we don't talk enough about things that have not yet come out and people can yeah. go and get ex- excited about. Uh, any of those in particular ones that you're keen for? Any notes or tidbits or anything at all about any of those films that I've just brought up? <laughs> yeah, man. No no time to die for sure. Um I yeah I love the I love the the series Skyfall is my favorite um out of out of everything that's happened so far Spectre I have a love hate relationship with because when I saw it in the movies I was at the very front of the cinema so I had a broken neck by the end of the movie so I didn't really enjoy it that much and I, so I haven't gone back to watch it so I need to watch Spectre again um but yeah no time to die for sure um uh I, June definitely um I've had some people I think because it's a come out overseas already um so dylan actually in sweden I, I he said that he's seen june already and he says it's amazing um and i i still haven't seen shang chi um mm. 10 rings marvel Very movie like you yeah oh, obviously you know I, yeah because I, I can't and yeah. it's it sucks it honestly sucks so bad um so i'm hoping that when we get into level two shang chi will be in the cinemas for us up here in auckland um and yeah on that note as well just in the sense of marvel um the eternals um comes out in november um just been released it's going to be about two and a half hours so it'll be the second longest uh marvel movie um so yeah i'm definitely excited for the movies out of those ones i did watch the trailer for spencer um and yeah i I had exactly the same thought about what you said um after the twilight era you know she she's done heaps um but none i think that have really you know let her shine and stand out and yeah i think this could definitely be the movie for that um i mean it's it's just like um robert pattinson has batman's coming out next year as well that's gonna be sick um yeah it's it's amazing how you know productions and things and are still able to pump movies out and obviously they've been pushed back and things and sometimes it can be better for the production in itself i mean there's nothing wrong with spending a little bit more time in the editing room uh because there's a lot of movies out there that could do with a bit more (laughs) better editing oh Um, yeah (laughs) so yeah uh, i think uh, it's good for the industry but yeah i think definitely cinemas need to open up because that's the best way we can support these movies and you know support support the craft and the people is by getting to the cinemas box office box office exactly cool man well fingers crossed that we can actually you know properly get into cinemas to see them uh obviously i have less excuse uh than you (laughs) true Um, but we we shall see we shall see as i've already said money is tight uh (laughs) nine dollar mondays will be happening um we didn't have Brulette this week, so I suggested to Matt that we bring back uh, 10 to 2, our newest segment, which we often don't have time for. We definitely have a bit of time this week uh, to catch you up if you've missed. Yeah, I think we've only played it twice. Uh, yep. This is a segment all about Matt and Maya's, uh our friendship and our digital friendship <laughs> messages that we've sent each other on Facebook before. Uh, the aim of the game is to come up with a word that we have sent to each other in all of our facebook messenger history two three four five six seven eight nine or ten times so if the word we said probably like the has been messaged 900 times between us you are unsuccessful if it's never (laughs) been said or been said once that's unsuccessful and if you are successful in finding a ten to two uh the the other person gets to pick one of those messages that we sent to each other read it out without any context and the the secondary goal is to guess the year that we sent it and the month and then hopefully there will be some hilariously witty story to go alongside it i have a feeling <laughs> that you are up three points to two maybe three yeah points I, to, I think yeah i think it's three like, one three According one yeah I, I did quite well last time last week last time yeah you got uh the you got you got the 10 to 2 and then you got two points for the year the year but not the, not month. the month yeah yes 
he says confidently. We'll check the scoring later on. I got a 10 to 2, but I did not get the year or no. month. Uh, why don't you go first, my friend? I've got search and conversation here ready on my freshly rice-dunked phone. What <laughs> word do you put forward to be a 10 to 2 in our Facebook Messenger history? Okay, so the first one that popped up in my head, I was thinking back to our, um, our hangouts, but even just... Uh, poker and things but then i was thinking maybe a lot of these conversations happened in other chats um so the word i'm going for is chips c-h-i-p-s correct my guess will be that this is on the upper end but it might sneak in under 10 i'm searching the word chips has been sent eight times. Yes! Well done. (laughs) Interestingly, there is a massively one-sided number. I I won't tell you who sent it more times than another person. Okay, okay. All I will tell you is that one person has sent chips seven times and one person only once. (laughs) Just do a little quick scan. Mm -hmm, Interestingly, mm -hmm. interestingly, what will we need? Oh, filibuster for me. I need 10 seconds. Uh, uh, so chips uh, can be de- a word derived uh, from a potato chip, or it can also be derived from a poker chip. Uh, different kinds of chips you can have could be uh, fries or um, a crisp, as some like to say in other countries. Um, but chips can be quite universal. Maybe a chip off the old block uh, that some people like to say as a, it can be a, an idiom, I think. I think that's an idiom. Chip off the old block. Okay, uh, yes, I'm hi, back. you done? Are you back <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, there are a few good options. And the thing about this is sometimes they're just so contextless that it would be a bit unfair. You'd yeah. never guess it. And sometimes it's probably too easy. So I'm going to go for one that I think's in the middle. Okay, nice. This message was sent by me. Mm-hmm. And the question is... Sorry, not the question. The messages. The messages. <laughs> Yo, we might go get fish and chips before you get back. So it's here when you arrive. If so, what do you want me to get? Yo, we Ooh. might go get fish and chips before you get back. So it's here when you arrive. If so, what do you want me to get? Ooh. Fish and chips, yeah. Fish and chips, yeah. Now, uh, yeah, this is a tricky one. I, I feel like most of the times we got fish and chips would have been Glenmore Street. But you were getting them. So it makes me think Kennedy Manor, but you wouldn't we wouldn't have been getting Mount Vic Trippery. Oh, this is hard. I'm gonna go What year do you think it is? I'm going to go 2015. You are correct, sir. Yes. You are correct. 2015 is correct. What month are you going to guess? So, our friendship started coming a little bit, not, not halfway, just before halfway through the year, maybe a little bit earlier. Chips. I moved in around November... October, I'm going to say July. Is incorrect. Dang it. The correct answer is November. It was the 28th of November, 2015 at 9... No, sorry. 28th of November, 2015 at 5.37pm. Nice. Doing a quick scroll, trying to sort of What did I get? What did I want? Uh... You didn't reply. Shockingly. Whoa. Maybe I Whoa. Called, Maybe I would have called you. Yeah. How rude. The next message was from you on the 29th of November asking if I was coming over tomorrow night. Oh. <laughs> uh, if you want to find out whether he did or not, subscribe to our Patreon. Congratulations, though. Another successful 10 to Thank 2 you. for you, sir. And a Thank successful you. year. I'll double check the 
point scoring system, but I think that'll be another three points for you. Another three points? Uh, so I have sent chips to you seven times, and you've only ever mentioned it once. Wow. Which was in 15th of November, and I don't know... Ah, see, those were poker chips. You played well, sir. A duality of chip versions. Thank you. Uh, and you've, Thank registered, you. you've registered points. Uh, just to finish off the episode, I'm going to read out to you the first ever occurrence of chips because I think it will round things out quite nicely. Okay. Um, but, but first, I wish to have my fair go. Um, we may not have mentioned before, basically you get ten, two goes to get a 10 to 2, and if you get one correctly, you don't get your second go. So Matt yep. logs his three points for the day. Thank you. For me, I am going to go for what i think is a pretty bland word but i'm hoping it will have been mentioned at least twice if that makes sense okay like it's a very boring noun so yep. i can't see it having been in ah, that uh times i am going to go for paper paper i was sort of inspired by toilet paper and i thought you know Maybe it'll be in there, or maybe it's maybe we've never ever talked about paper. Um, the joy of ten to two is you do get a second go. Struggling, he's struggling. My ten no, to no, no. Up. It's good. I'm just making sure because uh, one of the results has come in with papers. I think that's I. Mm, we'll see. There was there was one of the ones that came through on my end was actually me Just saying chip. chip. Ah, okay. Well, then that's fine. Uh, I can confirm on your guess for paper. Uh, in our conversations, it has been mentioned seven times. Ooh, nice. Yep. So well Nicely done. Nicely in the middle. Yep. Well done. Um, yeah, the now... was a bit of a funny one. You have a little scroll there, my friend. Yeah. Uh, paper. I like a paper that has some uh, heavy GSM. Uh, for those people out there who don't know what GSM is, I don't know what the letters mean. It's sort of the paper thickness. So when you go to warehouse stationery, it's slightly more expensive to print on a on a heavier or higher number GSM versus a low GSM, which is sort of sort of your your poor man's paper, as it were. Uh, I, I guess eventually a heavy GSM paper turns into a card or a cardboard uh, paper can also be sort of colloquially referring to money. My guess is that within our conversations, paper is just, I don't, I honor, that's part of why I, I guess this. I had no idea when we would have used this phrase. Whereas something like chips, I was like edible or poker, absolutely no idea within what context it will be and maybe that's why Matt's struggling to find one yes. in any context it's really interesting the reasons why now look the the i will mention the few reasons why we have because it's related to the podcast um it was when we did paper scissors rock ah yeah yeah so paper was mentioned uh twice uh, due, that, due to that conversation right? yeah um but yeah these few other ones are interesting look i'm actually gonna go with this one um, because I think it'll set the time frame right for you, but it is papers. Uh, and this was from you to me. And you asked, which honours papers do you think you would do? Interesting. Interesting. Okay, so... This would probably refer to the the Vic MFA, which was something that uh, Matt and I both considered applying for or did mm-hmm. apply for. I can't remember. Uh, on your end, I remember my end. And part of the MFA, I'm pretty sure, was you had to take two honours papers. So my guess, uh, this isn't my guess, my guess would be that it would either be 2016, our third year of uni 2017 maybe or yeah i think it would i think it would be 2015 2016 or 2017 my god would we have been thinking about honors in our third year that's really hard um this is such boring listening (laughs) can i get the message one more time 
Which honours papers do you think you would do? Okay, I am going to guess that this was in 2016. That is correct. Yes. 2016, for sure. And when in 2016 do you think we had this conversation? Um... It's gonna be. It's got to be back half of the year. I think. I think the application for it was in maybe like November, and so I'm guessing this would have had to be a decent amount before that. So I'm gonna. It was either November or December. So if this is sort of a, are you vaguely thinking about doing this, and not a much further down the line. I'm going to sort of hedge my bets and guess September. It's a hidden and a miss, just. It was October. Ah, you had the You had the right idea about damn. submissions and when it's going to be in. Um, yeah, October. When in October was it? Like what day? Uh, the 10th. It was the yeah, 10th of yeah, October. Yeah, so early October. Ah, yeah. So close. Um, yeah, you basically just came out and you're like, yo, do you have any thoughts on creative projects for the MFA? We should talk about collaboration sometime. And then, yeah, we just basically went in and talking about what papers we would do if we, if we would. Ah. <sighs> I, uh, I do. I'm going to be honest. I completely forgot about your relationship with the MFA. For me, it's been something I was like, oh, yeah, it was done where I was going to do that. I completely forgot that there was everything. Yeah, I, well, I mean, I didn't do it. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I answered Sino, uh, then either Shakespeare or directing. Nice. So hey, I had, part of I our had life. yeah. Yeah, I had Sino and Shakespeare on my, on my eyes for it. But uh, yeah, nonetheless. We didn't, didn't do, do that. We didn't, didn't do that. Do that. <laughs> hey, well, uh, it's a tie for this week, and we go back to the scoreboards. Um, good fun, man. It's so yeah, nice. To I take like a it. Trip down memory lane. And the thing is, we would never end up on those messages any other way. True. So um, true. To finish off this week, so appropriate. Uh, it's a little bit cringe from my end, not from yours, so you can rest easy. But I would be cheating myself, and I'd be cheating the audience an opportunity to sort of rewind right to the. Excuse me, burping and I haven't had nothing but water. Um, to I'd be cheating of the audience uh, of something they might enjoy. And that is uh, a really early trip down memory lane in regards to our relationship with beer. Obviously, it's a cornerstone of this podcast now. Hasn't always been, but is now. Uh, we've always loved having a beer together. And that is a message from the 29th of June, 2015, where you said to me, uh, at wait, how far back in the messages do I go? <laughs> I go slightly further back. I said, "Light beersies for you, chap." You said, "Light, yuck!" Ha <laughs> ha! I don't even think I've had a light beer. I said, "It is absolutely pointless." Ha <laughs> ha! You said, "Ha ha ha!" Good, and now I will never have it. I said, "It would, it would have to be outstandingly good tasting beer," and you said, "Yeah, hard." What's your poison when it comes to beer? And now this is the message I think worthy of sort of a timestamp. In 29th of June, 2015, over six years ago, my answer to that question was, good question. I operate in a select middle ground between shit and crafty. (laughs) (laughs) Give me a Corona any day. Seoul, Asahi and Heineken are all equally good. I've staunchly never had a double brown. And then up the other end, I don't really do craft beers, unless it's like one with some hot chips. Hey. Uh-huh. As I said, quite specific. You. And your response to that was, holy shit, I was looking for one beer, not a spectrum, but I'm quite the same as you. Corona, anyway. Trink wild buck heaps. Put a box of two for the win. How times <laughs> Oh change. my gosh. That's crazy. That's so funny. That's so funny. Oh. And here we are. And here we are, loving our craft beers. Our tastes refined, our wallets <laughs> emptier. Well, actually, maybe more because we would have been poor back then. Yeah, um, true. But yeah, so funny to look back and see me being like, yeah, Corona. I mean, look, Corona will be some summer, summer Coronas. Don't worry about that. But oh, Asahi, sure. Heineken, no thanks. Yeah. When was the last time you had a Tui? Oh, <laughs> since uni? <laughs> Like, oh, I haven't touched a Tui in years. We, maybe New Year's, there'll be some yeah. Tuis and some Heineken's to go around. Yeah. But yeah, um, Wild Buck, Buck and Tuis were my go-to for uni. I, I think we might find Wild Buck 
okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> we might still be able to dip our toes in. Uh, but, but I thought that was a perfect way to finish out an episode where we yeah. didn't have brulette, but we've left you with something else. Um, thanks for this week, man. I'm no, leaving this you. podcast in a much better mood than I was coming in. As <laughs> always, you cheer me up, you lighten my day. Uh, and yeah, thanks for another week. Hopefully by next week, maybe you have more freedoms. Uh, hopefully by next week, my phone is still alive from the water that it's <laughs> got soaked in earlier. Uh, to the audience, I will try and be less scrambled egg-brained next week when we'll have a weekly brew and a topic episode, which we True. won't uh, spoil or tease because we haven't decided what, which one we're going to do yet. Uh, but mostly, thanks again to you, man, for this week. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, thank you, man. Thank you. It, it is always interesting coming in here with a, you know, not a bad mood, but just a down mood. Um, and yeah, walking away from it, like you said, just being like, yeah, that was fun. Um, so thank you, bro. And uh, thank you to our listeners, as always, for tuning in uh, and potentially getting a laugh out of this episode. Uh, so yeah, hope you enjoyed. Nice one, bro. Everyone out there listening, we hope you've enjoyed the episodes. And Matt, all that's left to be said is we will see you next time Peace. I'll be waiting for you to come around hesitating with my feet stuck in the ground